0: Welcome to the Fused Fitness Formula, where we share information and motivation from people just like you, our coaches, and medical and fitness professionals, so that you can have all the tools you need to create healthy habits that fit into your lifestyle and set you up for success. All right, FitFam, on today's Fused Fitness Formula, we have Diallo Guns, D Guns. He is one of Equinox's top cycling instructors. And that is just a small part of what he stands for and what he does. So we're really excited to have him on today, talking a lot about uh, mindset stuff, but also just his passion. And it's just going to be a great conversation, totally off the cuff. That's just how we are. And you guys are in for a real treat today with this podcast. Thank you for joining us, D.
1: Good morning, FitFam. Elena, I'm here. I'm here. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me.
0: You are so... I just love our conversations. I love uh, speaking with you because every time I walk away from a conversation, I feel like there's so much to brew on that you said and deliver. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about, okay. uh, you know, how important it is to connect with people sure. and the true meaning of value. We're going to talk about you know, the gifts that we're delivering to the world, to each other, and the ripple effect that it creates. But before we get into all of that, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about your journey as a cycling instructor and what made you D-Guns. So
1: the the journey, this used to be a story I would tell often. Years ago, I'd say around in uh, about 2010, um, I was, uh, I rededicated myself to fitness and losing weight. I was about, I was up to about 270 pounds. And for those who never see me, I'm not that tall, maybe a little taller than Kevin Hart, maybe a little taller than that, but I'm like five, seven, five, eight on a good day. So not good, especially coming from a family with a history uh, of diabetes. So I I decided to commit um, to rededicate myself to fitness. I started actually cycling outdoors. And then the cycling outdoors, you know, I'm getting into it, having a good time. I bought about three bikes in about five months, in a five-month span. Uh, did a number of en- longer endurance rides. And then one of my fraternity brothers says to me one day, who's a personal trainer, and went through a similar journey where he uh, was overweight, lost weight, and then dec- decided to get on the other side of the profession to serve. He said, you know what, d Because that's what his nickname is for me. So, you know what, d if you really want to cut up, get cut up, you should try spinning. And back then, there were, um, we're talking about when there were three Soul Cycle locations, all of the ones in, the, in Manhattan. That's it, right? Yeah. So I said, you know, and one thing I've learned, I, I mean, I've learned so many lessons over the years, these 48 years, when someone gives you advice, advises you to do something, advises you how you should approach a path that they've walked, strive as much as you can to minimize the thought process about it. As a a martial arts instructor of mine used to say, thinking hinders being. Mm -hmm. So if you walk the walk, I'm not going to deliberate. I'm not going to do some research. I'm not going to do, you know, my my own vetting process. If I know you've walked the walk, I'm going to at least uh, give it an attempt because you've walked it.
0: Right. right, and you're asking, right? And, you're asking. Yeah, and I'm asking, right. yeah.
1: So I did you know what I, I took a class at Soul Cycle. That's what you went to you went to Google spinning, Soul Cycle comes up. You know, I took a Soul Cycle class. Then after doing that for a little bit, I had an Equinox member who used to take class with me. I used to take class every weekend, would say, you know what, you you you're here religiously every weekend. You should try out Equinox. And then, you know, back then I used to be a member of Planet Fitness. So we're talking about the major jump, right? From, I went from a molehill to the Grand Canyon doing some, uh, doing some uh, mountain climbing and jumping. And I said, you know what? Uh, it, there was an equinox in my work area. I went and I uh, got a guest pass. I went through the place. My, I was just ready. You know, there's a point in time where you're just ready for certain things. Absolutely. There's a saying you, you can't feed a baby steak. And that, up to that point, I was not ready to give a gym, at that, back then, $140 a month. Right. A, we're talking about Planet Fitness, $10. But I found something I love to do in cycling. I'm not a runner. Uh, I found something I like to do. I'm in a dark room, bike going nowhere, loud music. I could do this. I can do this. So I said, you know what? I'm going to join. It gave me the opportunity for the same amount of money to take, th- to triple the amount of classes I was taking um, every weekend. For the same uh, cost per month. And um, after about, I'd say about three and a half, four years, I lost about 60 pounds. Amazing. Yeah. And I said to myself, you know, it's time to get on the other side of this. Because I've truly been given a gift, the gift of life. And it's maybe even a second chance at life. Um, I was patient with it. I just did the work and then enjoyed the journey. So I said, I want to be a part of the give back process. And and funny story, real quickly before we move on, I'd say about six months into cycling indoors, I chose to actually audition, not audition, I chose to get certified with this certification company, Mad Dog. You're familiar with Mad Dog. Yeah. Um, I get certified with Mad Dog, do, do the eight hour uh, all day certification. I go back to Equinox to one of my instructors who was a mentor of mine, who said he would help me. He literally says after the, our Tuesday morning class, says, "All right, D, go jump on the bike." Gives me the microphone. He gets on the bike, you know, in the studio, and says, "Do your thing." I got on the I got on the, the podium. I put the mic on. I took a deep breath. I looked around and said, "Okay." I gave the mic right back to him this is not for me. I'm not dirty for this. I can't do this. It's not for me. I, I had no, I, I was brain fart. It was a, just a massive challenge thinking about what's on the other side, what you have been doing for years, that instructor side. And don't you know, five years later, I, I said, I'm ready again. I went and got certified. And by this time, by um, Schwinn, uh, I was ready. I was ready. I started teaching. You know, and the rest, as they say, is history. You know, I kind of sometimes I regret that I didn't start the process earlier on in life. You know, to be one of these younger, like you guys, these younger instructors who are just, you know, in in their groove physically. But I, I, I don't second guess the creator. It was meant to be when it was meant to be. And then here I am. So I'm just enjoying the journey. I'm enjoying the journey, to be honest with you. That's how I arrived here.
0: That's yeah, I think, the, I think that and like a lot of what you said like being ready, right? Because yes. I think a lot of people try to try to spark a change in their life because it, for multiple reasons it could be because maybe they're feeling pressure from their family or society sure. or they they're thinking about the lack in their life versus thinking about the other side that you sure. keep saying. They're sure. not focusing on, you know, a, we had this conversation yesterday when we talked about this. They're not focusing on their gifts. They're focusing on the transaction. They're yes. focusing on the wrong things. And, you know, maybe if you did start earlier, you would have had more time, but at the same time, maybe you just you weren't ready for a reason, you know? Yes.
1: yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, very few of us <coughs> have rags to riches stories. Right. And the reality is, let's be honest and real. I mean at least in my circles very few of the people I know were were came from anything close to rags. What does that mean? You have no excuse. What excuse do you have not to use your gifts? You didn't you, you didn't come you weren't homeless and, and or down and out like a, a number of my mentors who started Eric Thomas started that way, you know, and used to uh, as he likes to say started from the bottom now he's here. I don't I can't I, I don't have that excuse. I can't say I, I came from rags and, and it got to where I am now. I can't say that, you know, a middle, middle class um, household, grew up in Harlem in the early 70s. I mean, I was blessed, you know, Harlem wasn't the safest place to be in back then. But to, to say, I never wanted for anything, you know? So that was my, that was my original motivation to say, I don't have any excuse. I don't have any excuse not to use my gifts because I wasn't dealt the hand that some people out here were, have been dealt who've done more. You know what I mean? And that's yes. my perspective.
0: And I love that. And I also think, like you know, sometimes having coming from a middle class family or coming from certain situations can almost be—it is. It, I know where you're it, going. It is. You know, yeah. Like it Brief. can almost be just as much of a challenge because now you don't have the drive because everything is, is almost that's, like handed to you. Absolutely. Everything is just like you, you're on this certain path and you don't seek discomfort. You don't seek the challenges and you're not necessarily looking for ways to improve yourself because you're good with your status quo. Yep, yep. And you know, I think that's amazing that you're able to flip the switch and and change the script on, well, I could be like that or because I wasn't, you know, I didn't start from the bottom. I can use this. Like I'm even at more of an advantage and that's all perspective. And that's all opinion based on how we decide to move forward every day in our lives. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it it is, you hit the nail on the head. It's a comfort zone. It's a crutch. The the saying is if you're comfortable and you're not where you want to be, you need to be uncomfortable period.
0: Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. One of the things that uh, you asked me, which I think is such a great question mm-hmm. to ask people to just go like, you know, I'm not, I'm, we're both deep people, you know, mm-hmm. getting right to like the nitty gritty, like what what makes your wheels turn? What's going on internally? What's your motivation? What's your drive? And the question you asked me, which I think is incredible to help provide your your insight to somebody and, and mm-hmm. help somebody is you asked me what I was struggling with throughout this quarantine the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, I told you like the internal, the internal dialect that I was having yes. and something that you brought up was, do you remember what you said? Cause I want everyone to hear that. Uh, it's not like you use the example of like being able to get a Peloton. The haves and the have nots.
1: A- and, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday, but it- it- it's, I mean, I'm, ha- I'm having epiphanies and revelations every day. Maybe it's all the time that a lot of us have in our hands. You know, coming down to the have-nots. And maybe, did I say there's been, for some reason, a certain nobility that's been attached to have-nots. And, and having has been vilified, right? However, so my, I take a different approach. I'm not going to get I'm not going to attribute a nobility to the have I have not or vilify the have but the conversations and hopefully those spheres of conversations those spheres of influence that we all have will spread and broaden we'll take this as an opportunity not to I one of my new hashtags is um it it it, it says um oh my god what's the ha- I, I've been I've been saying it oh Steel I, I say no not not still sharp and steel. I say, uh, what we say dis dis di, distance, not disconnect, right distance, not disconnect. don't let them be one and the same because they're not, and don't attach a nobility to that to to not having how about with your sphere of influence, have the conversations that we should all have with one another? Go back to what you just steel sharp and steel, have those conversations that we should have with one another. To, to encourage and help your, your sphere of influence to have, to have. It doesn't mean you view the have-nots with, with a negative perspective or you view them differently, you look down on them. It's just that we're put on this earth to enjoy. God put us here to enjoy the fruits of our labor and to have. That's why God put us here. I created this beautiful thing called planet Earth for us to enjoy and make the most of it and be fruitful and multiply. So you know what? Let's have a conversation about how we can have more, how we can have more knowledge, how we can have more of an opportunity to exercise our God-given rights, our government-given rights. Have the the what, I said, what is this done? The divide is going down the line. Whether you have the ability to work out at home or not, do you have a Peloton or not? Do you have a stream of income that is continuing now, or do you not? Do you know what I mean? Do you have a pre-existing condition, or do you not? It's, that is natural selection. Now, some might say, man has tampered with that. I agree with it, I, I, to a great degree, has tampered with it, but it still comes down to the same equation, you have or have not, you know? And that's, that's a huge, huge um, way to look at it, and a, a, a significant way to look at it. Because it takes the villainization away from having. That it's okay. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be shy about being wealthy. You know. What, because, because if you're focused on your gifts, you're like, what am I doing with it? I acknowledge it as a gift. So what am I doing with my wealth? What am I doing with my riches? There's not, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with having. That's what, that's what it was. The haves yeah. and the have-nots.
0: And then you also said something which I love, and I started brewing on this a lot, and you said it's it's less about uh, saying, you know, how can I, or, you know, I can't, let's say, you know, I can't afford something, or I can't do this, or I can't do this, the have-nots, right? I Uh can't. You're putting, like, a definitive on it. I, you know, I can't become wealthy. There's no way. Like, I wasn't dealt the right cards, or I wasn't, you know, I can't be a top cycling instructor because who am I to be in this world of, of fitness when I was 270 pounds? It's not, I can't, it's how do I, how do I become this person? You know, how can I inspire people the way that I was inspired to make a change, to lose weight, to shift my mindset, to make my challenges work for me. And I was really thinking about that, what you said, because I find myself at like a divide almost like I look at a fork in the road and sometimes I'm all on that have train, like, or sorry, how train, you know, how can I get to the next level? Mm -hmm. How can I? And then sometimes I'm on the other side where I'm like, you know what? It's very definitive. And I kind of declare my defeat. Mm -hmm. I started thinking about just literally shifting. It's one word. It's only one word. You're going from this thought of I can't lack or whatever to how do I, how three letter word can literally shift everything. And it's so simple. And I was thinking about all the things that I've done in the past to kind of make Mm -hmm. changes in Mm -hmm. my life. And the more, the more complex they are, the harder it is to stick to them. The easier it is the, you know, the easier it is to yes. remember, the more simple it is, the easier it is to just execute on that. And I love that thought that you dropped. Well, yesterday. you know,
1: I, I um, <clears throat> so one of the things in, in the second part of that we didn't have time for yesterday, what are you struggling with? My new question, and you, you can answer it now or at a later time, give us some thought, is how we, what opportunity do you see in this time period and that with the quarantine? What opportunity do you see? You know, I decided to finally um, uh, put, have, have their, the tire meet the road and embark on my um, uh, journey to becoming a, a motivational speaker. I said, I'm finally going to do it. And I have all the, I have the sphere of influence, the people that are sitting there ready to help me. I have small business owners. I have friends that own their own gyms. I have friends that are headmasters of schools, that are teachers, that are educators, that allow you to go in. And I'm not even, I've always been about pro bono. Let me do it for free. Uh, I want to get out there and do what I love to do. I want to focus on the gift, on on my gift, not on the money. And my very first uh, speech is going to be, for the very first time I uh, uh, do it, hopefully it'll be one of my best friends is the headmaster of a school called the Bronx Boys Academy. And it's going to be the power of words, the power of words. You know, it it starts from the the head and the mind down, speaking the power language. I have this conversation with my girlfriend all the time. Speak the power language. Words have power. I said it to her at the beginning of quarantine. Uh, It really sunk in with her two days later when Governor Cuomo said it for his daily briefing. Words have power. Are you speaking the power language when you say certain things? Can't is not in that vocabulary. It's not. How is speak the power language? So when you say, when you're referencing, uh, so when, you're, when you're looking at a self-assessment, what can I do? W- what am I able to do? What am I willing to do? I mean, I, I had a conversation this morning where I'm in, I have a list in my phone of words I'm eliminating from my vocabulary. It's an ongoing
0: what, list. What, what are some of them? Let's hear some, uh, some
1: of them. Can't is definitely one. Uh-huh. Should. Nothing in life is ever how it should be. So, so should is eliminated. Um, try is, one of, is the first one I eliminated. Try. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. <clears throat> this is going to be kind of a shocker. So I'm looking at my list now. I have wish. Wish. <laughs> I'm eliminating that. It doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be some, you know, it might be, it might work for some in their power language. It doesn't work for me. Um, Try, but doesn't work for me. (laughs) You know, I I don't know. I mean, it doesn't work for me. You totally disregard what you said right before the word. So why even, you know, let me eliminate, but this one is is the game changer and controversial. I eliminate hope. I'm eliminating hope. I've made the decision to do that. Um, I feel the need to explain why. I do believe in things that are unseen, but I don't call that hope. I always say when someone says to me, yeah, I hope I can do this. I hope I can do that. You know, the next thing I say, hope is not a strategy. And if you don't have a strategy, keep hoping. A- a- as Barack said, keep, you know, well, uh, uh, um well. I think it was actually Jesse Jackson years ago. Keep hope alive. Yeah, keep hope alive. Is, is hope keeping you alive? Or will a strategy keep mm. you alive? Now, it might work. For hope might work for some, but I'm a, pra- I, I'm, I'm a pragmatic person. I, I, enj- I enjoy um, implementing strategies to do something, right? Because strategy takes thought, it takes effort, it takes discipline, it takes time. Hope doesn't take any time, and time is the most valuable commodity that we have, right? So if 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 hope doesn't even recognize time, I, I you know I I, I had to I had to eliminate it. I had to eliminate it from my from my vocabulary and my list. Now,
0: I love that. I love that perspective. That's awesome. Listen,
1: you know, as Bill Par- Parcells once said uh, about his football team, one of his teams he was coaching. I, I have the rights. I reserve the right to change my mind. So this is an ongoing list for all of us. But at the end of the day... Yeah,
0: we're, we're always changing and Always changing and it evolving. Takes, it takes different... Yes. Exactly. It takes different experiences, different challenges, different opportunities, different everything to come up for you to... Of yeah. course you can. And,
1: and, and, and we can easily, with the power of words, easily look for the synonyms, right? I, don't, I no longer say try. I strive to do this. It empowers me. What does it make, how does the, how does the word make you feel? Right? That's very important because I, I use words that empower me. It, it, I'm gonna tell you something, oh, I was talking to one of my best friends yesterday. We had a, right before I got on the phone with you, long conversation. He's a very intelligent brother, um, entrepreneur in the tech industry. And we were talking about, uh, I said, I, I am essential services, right? I am essential services. And he was like, Come on, D. Like, come on. You're not essential services. Brother, I said, From my employer who's 81 years old and my parents who are 81 and 82 years old, I'm transporting meds. I'm transporting supplies to them when they need them. I didn't say I'm a city employed essential (laughs) service worker, but I am essential to someone. And everyone should say that. Either to themselves in the mirror or to someone they love. I'm essential. It's empowering, Alina, and I only speak the power language. I do.
0: Let me sure. ask you a question because well, two two things come to mind. When when first, I'll I'll say yes. what comes to mind is I think it's important to also make note that like changing. Your language and shifting your thoughts takes time. Absolutely. Like you said, you're all about patience and discipline. So there's gonna be times when you're gonna wanna go back to that old thought <laughs> pattern, to the old programming that you have. And and this is for anyone that's looking to make a change. And you have to remember that the if you're talking about, you know, you started changing your language up at 40 mm-hmm. years of age that's 40 years that you were using a language that was not Absolutely. serving you and words that weren't serving you. You have to be patient with yourself when you make those changes. Now, what I want to ask well, you is, let what, me tell is you, like, what would quickly, you tell... Because yes.
1: you... Uh, well, I think I may have mentioned it, but you went to 40. Do you know uh, my, a, good, a, some, a good friend of mine, when I turned 40, just connected to what you just said. You know what she told me? She said, congratulations. 40 is the age where you start letting go of the things that don't do you any good 40 40 for especially for men is a magic number do you got to do the knowledge and the science i've had men tell me who've been through uh, the relationships and the two one two marriages a man shouldn't get married until the age of 40 40 mm. is <laughs> the age when you start letting go of the things that don't do you any good Let's go. Uh, Go ahead. I just had to put that in there because you said 40 and and you, you addressed, like you said, the language and and the power language and making that shift. It definitely Mm -hmm. is. Yeah, it definitely is.
0: It's a, it's a challenge. So what do you, what would you tell somebody that's looking to, to, you know, make a shift in their life using words or using actions? What would be the number one tip of advice you would give that person?
1: I would say be mindful, be more Mm -hmm. mindful. Be in the moment, you know, be mindful of the words that you speak. Um, Be mindful of the, the, your actions, the things that you do, how are they going to impact you? How are they going to impact others around you? Be essential, be essential, you know, Um, because I think that that's where it all starts. It all starts from the mind, right? That's where it all starts. This morning, I swear to you this morning, I said to myself, there is so much opportunity in this moment right now. And we're in the middle of a war, right? And, and, and my personal philosophy is, and I'm not going to go on too much of a tangent, that if it, 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 my, my newly adopted philosophy is a perpetual state of warfare, a perpetual state of war. Now, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I, am, I walk around with my guard up. It doesn't mean that I am paranoid, not paranoia. It's a constant state of preparedness. That is that perpetual state of war, you know? And attacks, I, I, was, I was talking to my girlfriend, attacks, you could have civil disruptions, you know, when, when as my girlfriend, you don't, uh, you give me the, the uh, what do I call the honey nut Cheerios instead of the, the multigrain cereal which she gave me this morning. You know, that could be a little civil disruption. Why am I getting that? Why Shouldn't I be getting the multigrain cereal instead of the honey nut? Cheerios. It could be a state of war where you're getting attacked by an adversary you didn't even know you had. Jealousy, envy. You know, these are enemies that are out there that are constantly viruses. If we know anything about the, 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 the biology and the science about what's going on right now, viruses are in there, yeah. They're waiting. And your immune system, if your immune system is on high alert, I, I haven't, Alina, I haven't missed a day of work in 15 years. Doesn't mean I haven't gotten sick. No, I'm not saying that. What it means is my immune system is in a constant state of preparedness and readiness. I'm in the gym seven days a week. It's on alert. It's there, right? It, 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 is, it, is, a, it is a highly decorated unit right so that state of mind that i'm in it, 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 i think you have to make the mental shift my friends i have several friends who are attorneys and anyone who's an attorney and a law- lawyer out there knows this your first year of law school they teach you how to think differently why is that why can't you just think like the rest of us they teach you how to think differently because now you are going to be an officer of the court and you're going to have to interpret laws to laymen to the civilians Right. So Mm. clearly there is something there is some significance to shifting your mind state, how you think. If the first year of law school is all about that. First year of law school is all about that. So Mm -hmm.
0: so being mindful is definitely the first step because you can't make a change without knowing where you're starting. And so what would you tell somebody that's like, you know, we go back to Mm -hmm. the beginning where you're ready, you're ready to make that change. You're like, all right, Mm -hmm. I got this. I'm going to be mindful of the shit I say. I'm using Mm -hmm. power words. I'm going to focus on how something makes Mm -hmm. me feel. Now, something triggers an event in their life or triggers something and they're all of a sudden back into this, uh, this like rabbit hole of negativity, of challenge versus opportunity or uh, victim mindset what do they do to get out of that
1: the, the back and forth you're talking about
0: yeah something happens and it creates you know you're ready you're ready to make that change you're ready to go but something else comes in and just you know it's, it's just right. another challenge right. it's a resistance that you're overcoming but how do you use that resistance in your favor and how do you get out of that to create more opportunity instead of letting it push the you back.
1: mindset is is huge getting in the mindset is huge right like you have to make a conscious I, I always say this change is inevitable evolution is a conscious decision you make you mentioned something earlier you said you know you, we, you and i are two deep pretty deep people you do you know you don't know but i'm gonna tell you years <laughs> ago Elena, do you know i said i want to be a deep person i said that i said that I want to be a deep person, okay? I put it out there. Now, those are the words out there. It's a call to action. What are the action steps? I got to read more. What do what'll deep people do? If I'm going to say be a deep person, I need to do what I feel deep people do. They read, they research, they think about, contemplate what they research, and they have discussions about what they research. But what's the saying? You're not, you're not discussing and having conversations about other people, Mm -hmm. right you 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 started to discuss ideas
0: concepts yeah right that's an evolution of
1: in thought right so i said you you, what is it or as a man think of is his phrase i think therefore i am don't lose that second part the second part is is a call to action it's a call to action so you can think it all day that's just the first step of the process. The call to action is, what are my action steps? So if I say to myself, I want to be a deep person, what do deep people do? Eric Thomas had a uh, speech the other day where he talked about the 1% being in the 1%. He said, y'all, those of you, y'all, y'all are not in the 1% because you don't do what the 1% do. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> but that's, but that's, 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 that is what it is, right? So it's about when, you're, when you change that mindset, which is huge, immediately manifested into action, because it puts you in a different mode, right? It puts you in a different mode. So, once again, I'll I'll, I'll take into account. I'm use an example of my friend who lost her dad yesterday. If you if your mindset is in the mindset of we're in a war, that loss, it could. There is a chance subconsciously it puts you into a victim. It victimizes you. Things are just happening to me, right? So how do you use even death to motivate, right? That which is the toughest. I'm going to the extreme of to motivate. I'm an extreme. I do this. I'll go to the extreme. Well, if your mindset is that you're in a war, what do you say? You take losses in a war. You take losses in a war. I'm I'm dramatic. That is what it is, is part of me. I have an escape from New York plan. I got an address it. that's outside of New York, <laughs> in the country, right? Um, I'm I, I, I maps. I, I know I, got, I can't take highway. I mean, and that's an extreme. But to get to bring it home to your point, immediate two-step process: the think, the thought, the mindset, and then the action steps. But but. The thought is meaningless without the action steps. It is. Without the action steps, it's hope. And there's no strategy. You know what I mean? So you got to get on that. I, I, I'm, a, I'm big on quotes. I, I, there's another thing. I got a, another project, that I an opportunity that's here. I'm, I, I said, I've written down 100 quotes and just theories to live by. So most of them are borrowed. Some are originals. And I said, when I get to 100, I'm going to write the book. I, have, I got to 100 three years ago. Haven't started working on a book. Thank you for having this conversation with me. Because now that's another project that I got lined up. That's another opportunity to do the book. Right?
0: So now, now you I got, just yeah, people that, about it. So you got to do it. Right?
1: Absolutely. And that, that, that mindset of execute. Execute. If, if you're not executing it, it's not a strategy. It's not a strategy. Yeah.
0: So how do you how would you execute something when you're faced with fear? Right? You you have made this goal for yourself and now you're like, okay, this uh, is what I'm gonna uh, do. How how do you ask
1: the question one more time? I think I I thought I knew where you're going. Ask it one more time for me.
0: It's simple. How do you execute when you when you feel fear? (laughs) Fear How do you show up in the face of fear?
1: So is bravery. So is courage. What are, you, what are your actions rooted out of? I'm glad you brought up the F word. Um, that might, that might, I'm, I, I'm not gonna eliminate from that, that from my vocabulary because it's part of the human experience. So I need to acknowledge it, it's strong. It is, and it's ever present. But we have to understand it's powerful. Fear and ignorance are two of the most powerful concepts out in the, in the world today. And if you a- are acting out of one or both, you are doomed to fail. You are doomed to lose. What, what do you do when you act out of fear? You're irrational. You're emotional. You're not strategic. You, you know, you don't, you, you don't uh, cover your flank. You know, fear, it, 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 it's, a, it's a groundswell of, of a lot of negative emotions. That is part of the human experience. But how do they manifest? I don't think, acting out of fear is a dangerous thing because it has you lose sight of strategy, right? It has you lose sight of strategy. And I'll tell you something what I started doing. I started reading because I said, I got to take that law school mindset into what we're going through now. So I was going to start reading, rereading Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Been there, done that. But what I said, what I'm going to do is how about I, I picked up a book, the 33 Strategies of War by Robert Greene, same author of a, of a very popular book years ago, The 48 Laws of Power. So many... So many jewels in the book are relevant to what's going on right now and today. You know, one of the things he said in the book is that isolation. And if for those of us who are familiar on the spiritual sense, qi chi is a Chinese word for energy,
0: with isolation
1: energy. negatively mm-hmm. impacts your chi. So if we have to be very mindful of how we're using this time that we have isolated
0: that's what you're saying it's not disconnect, is not exactly. disconnect. so right. being mindful
1: of your right. chief and, 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 and the mindset of we're at war it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you, you're para, paranoia it just means if I'm at war I'm a soldier what do soldiers do they have to be battle ready soldiers take losses my, my brother from another Meek Mill said it wins and losses comes with being bosses losses are part of war change the mindset i'm not saying it's easy not but but i'm gonna tell you something that i I have a conversation with my girlfriend a lot about this as well that use of the word hard i can't i can't think alina of the last time i said this is hard i no longer say that Mm. life Mm. is hard (laughs) you know we know that life is hard is it worth it that's the question you should be assessing that's the constant assessment is it worth it? Is she worth it? Is he worth it? Is this worth it? Is that worth it? And if that doesn't inspire you, if that doesn't pave the way and create the how is
0: it ain't worth it. It's not. So I don't use the word
1: hard. It's
0: hard. I love that. No, That's so dope because I definitely, again, I'm at that fork in the road, you know, sometimes I, and I love that, you know, and even just the idea of coming up with a list of words that I'm just no longer going to be using. And that being one of them, because when mm-hmm. I want to feel sorry for myself, you better bet that's one of the words I use. And it's, you know, like you said, human experience, yes. right? I'm still in that. I'm constantly growing, constantly changing. And, and so are all of us, you know, we're using the experiences that we have and something that we talked about yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. like final kind of final okay. thoughts, final topic to wrap this up was just having an a how important it is to have mm. the right people around mm. you to support these changes mm. that you're trying to make, right? Like that's something that you, you were just like, you have the right team around you. And I will always give credit to the people I have around me because I know that I wouldn't be where I am in my life without the people around me.
1: Let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what I did this morning. Um, so um, going back to that constant state of perpetual warfare, perpetual readiness, I researched the seven that comes from ancient China. There was a, 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 a there was a period of time when there were seven kingdoms that they were constantly in that state of you, treaties, allies, and enemies. Allies and enemies, just as you know, the power went to different hands and to different families. I got the seven the the, the, the seven names of the seven kingdoms and the seven dynasties, and I said, I I, I reached out to six people. One by one, in an order of seniority, I said, choose one of these words. Choose one of these families. Choose one. So my oldest and best friend, I gave him first choice. And I'm going down the list. And, um, and then I'm going to choose. I'm going to make the final choice. Why? Those Because my, my, you know, my circle is their own point. So they know about the warring states, period. They know about ancient China. And they, they researched it. And my man said, well, the Han dynasty only lasted 15 years, so I'm going with the Zhao. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. You know why I'm, I'm choosing last? I want to be, if, if I'm going to be the, 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 the Han for the 15 years, let it be me. Let Be the weakest link in your circle. You be the weakest link. If someone else is, it's dragging you down. But I'm I'm allowing all of them mm. to choose their, their names, and all I'm going to do is attach it to their name in the contacts. That's all they got to do. But what I'm doing is surrounding myself, and I'm not viewing them as enemies. My shift is they're not enemies. They just sharpen my tools. They help me keep my tools sharp. They challenge me. They they they, they help me change and evolve. So you know what? These are the I, it's the six of you. Y'all get y'all choose your names, and I'm putting them right at there in the end of contacts. In in the contact list with your names, that's how I'm addressing my circle. You, you, you know what do they say? The five people, the five people, and the five the conversations you have the most determine your financial future. Determine your future. Period. Who are the five people you interact with on a daily basis? Right? Who are they? And be mindful of that. We can go
0: right. Oh. And what do they stand for? What are they? What are they feeding you and all that? And then one of the things that I love to always go back to is just the ripple effect, you know, like you creating that for other people too. the conversations that you have that then that inspire you like like this right now. Right. And then maybe you inspire some of the listeners to make a change and they're so inspired that they share your message and they're so inspired. And it's literally, it's, for me, it's a constant state of connection. You know, it's who can I, it's not even, Mm. Yeah, it is. It's who can I connect with? To me, everybody is an opportunity. Every conversation is an opportunity to learn something new, to grow, to shift my, to shift my mind. And at one point that was challenging for me okay. because I was so indecisive and Hello. oh my god, <laughs> we could have like hours of conversation because <clears throat> I think about when you came mm. to the gym and you did a workshop for us, how a- authenticity was, if I had to sum it up, authenticity was like mm. the number one thing that I walked away with my biggest takeaway. And um, for me, at one point, it was really hard to to have those conversations because or challenging to have those conversations, because what I would do is I would absorb anything that somebody was saying and mm. try to apply it into my life without taking my values into consideration first or my perspective and just using it as a, maybe like a lawyer's mindset being inquisitive. How can this, how can I apply this to my life or how would I change this to make my life better, more effective, to impact more people, to bring well, more value or whatever it is. Absolutely. And I think it's so and, important and, and to you, have that whole ripple is, effect, you know? You're asking.
1: It just came to me, the importance of, what's your question? What's your question? What's your power question, right? Like, like, ask your loved ones, ask your friends, ask your clients. What's your power question? Like, and, and, and sitting here thinking about that, you know what my power question is now? My power question is, what are my gifts? That's a power. That's empowering. What are my gifts?
0: Oh! Let me write that shit down. <laughs> what are my gifts? <laughs> you know what's funny, though? I have a, I have a, a consultant okay. for uh, the gym. He's amazing. And he he's into everything that we're talking about, too. And he brought back to us after going to a Tony Robbins event, that same exact concept, your primary question and finding out what your question is, digging deep to understand what your current question is that's directing your life, that the program, the software, the subconscious question that's like, what's firing in your brain when something happens to you versus what your new primary question is or what your power question is, which is. So important, especially in this time right now, where we're yes. driven by isolation and fear. We're driven by, you're, you're. If we're in that that war mentality, are we winning or losing right now? Just based on our thoughts, are we winning or losing based on mm. our actions? And some days we might be losing, but it's not about it's not about losing the battle. Mm. It's That's not winning say. the war. does, right? does it
1: matter. <laughs> does, because as long as you can continue fighting. Does it matter? Now, I have a strategy. Have a strategy, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't mean you don't have a strategy. <clears throat> but I always say to my classes, how you start matters. How you finish is everything. How you finish is everything. Mm-hmm. Quick, quickly, before we, um, you leave me, I, I, and I got to say, so the same friend I was talking to yesterday, in, in, in our conversations now, he's had friends who've interacted with the Rockefellers. You know, he's had mentors on different levels. And he's like, listen, he, he, he kept saying, you know, but D, oh, what am I? I'm just a pawn. That We all just pawns. You know, the change that needs to be enacted, prob- we probably won't see in our lifetime. We, we probably won't see the end of the war, right? We, we probably won't see it. We're just pawns. Do you know? And this is how you have the right circle around you. I went to... Um, What's the the art show Art Basel in, in in Miami in December? Oh yeah, and I picked up some souvenirs. He kept saying, uh, "We pawns. That's what it is. We're not, you know, we're the 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 real pieces are unseen. The kings and the queens and the bishops they're unseen, right? We're pawns. Do you know I picked up a little piece of artwork, a little printing? It says with a graphic. I'm going to send it to you. Potential of the pawn, and it's amazing because it has a pawn, and it ha- at the top of the pawn, it's got like a like a clear globe with a little infant child in it, and all you see is potential in there, and it says the potential of the pawn. J- oh, I have chills. Listen, I literally have like chills when you're having conversations, and you say, "Yo, you just said pawn." Oh, wow! And I went right to my fireplace. I picked it up. and said. Potential of the pawn, you know it, it's a war, but it doesn't mean we can't make our impact. Make
0: your impact. It's all the connections, the connections you make in your brain, the connections you make with yes. people. Yes, and I want to say, one thing
1: particular, then I'm because I know I can go on, like you said, we can go on and on and on. We as, fit, we as fitness, we fitness cool. instructors, we can. <laughs> I love
0: it. We're though. platoon it. leaders.
1: We're platoon leaders, right? So I think when you change your mindset, right. When you get out of a, a fear mindset, and you say, and you say, what do they say is the the best way to to visualize and embody your strength? When are you your strongest? When you got to be strong for someone else. So just put automatically put yourself mm-hmm. there. Say you're essential, right? Even if you're not, say you're essential because it. But we all are, and it empowers you. But we all you, are, though. And it empowers you. So right. in, in changing that mindset, as fitness. As fitness leaders, instructors, and being in the fitness industry, we're platoon leaders. We motivate. We, 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 we lead. We set examples. I, know, I can't wait to tell all of my riders that have been riding with me for the past five years. Everything we've talked about in class has prepared us for what's going on now. I told you to be brave. I said, don't be good, be brave. I said, how you start matters, how you finish is everything. I, this is what I said to you, so connect the dots, connect the dots, and you and you'll realize connect how prepared you dots. are for the moment you're in. Take a step back, connect the dots, change your mindset, and you and you're more
0: ready than you think you are. I love it. I'll leave with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. always. I, I, I can't wait for part two. I can't wait for two.
0: No, for real. That's it. Like, it's not like, oh, we, you know, we, I want to. Absolutely. Parties. Like, I can't wait because it's going to happen because literally. And I, like, anything that you said, I had like seven yes. thoughts that spiral off of that. You know, like, I'm like, oh shit, there's that and there's that. And like, there's and, just so and, much and, and goodness. Listen, I love I it. I think,
1: and I'm not, listen, you know, I'll do it for you. you you're on a pro bono list. Another thing to add to uh, a value to what you're doing in your business, in your in, in, in your gym, I'm more than willing to come in. I mean, let's take it of the mental part. We, you and I know about mental fitness, right? So uh, the only way I'm going to get better is by repetitions, repetitions and pressure. And speaking to folks, I'd love to come speak to your members and your clients and just just so we can, you know, engage in some mental fitness and, and have some talk. That's something that gyms don't do. I love that. Right? It, it's like...
0: Right? No, you're right. But, but that's what that's we, train, what we train, for. train for. Like you said, you know, I've seen when people ask me like, Oh, you know what, how is it owning a gym? You know, what's it like for you? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's great. You know, seeing people having physical transformations, but the best part about mm-hmm. what I get to do every day is watching people that left toxic marriages is watching people that.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Who-
0: their true potential because their physical fitness is creating that ripple effect to their mental fitness. That's the best part. Oh,
1: mm. Mental fitness. Mental fitness. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a list of my, my personal reading list that um, is obviously ongoing, and I invite you please to send me yours that you can also uh, disseminate to your to your 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 members and your clients because um, we need to take care of the, the mental fitness part of it. One hundred percent. Right. We need to. We, we need to you take care of that. You can't one without Absolutely. the other, whether you so, realize it or not. You can't. You can't. What is it? What's it saying? Um, make, make savage the body and civilize mm-hmm. the mind. Huh. Uh, thank you for what you do. You know, I tell you all the time how anointed you are and much of a gift that you, that you are to everyone who knows you because you're walking the walk. And I acknowledge, I acknowledge yesterday and I want to acknowledge on the podcast how challenging a time I know it is for small business owners and entrepreneurs. You're the backbone of the economy. So when the economy is doing well, it ain't about Google. It ain't about uh, Amazon. It's about people like you doing what you're doing. So I appreciate you for this. I appreciate you for walking the walk. <laughs> yeah, yes. Be, the verb. Be the verb. I love it. Be the verb. love it. Be the verb. Be the verb.